I'm Frederick Gomer from B2G Consulting. Today, we're going to talk about uh, a very important topic, the impact of uh, COVID-19 on the supply chains and how to mitigate uh, the risk. We organized this webinar, I would say, three or four weeks ago when the, the virus uh, was not even a pandemic. And in a very short period of time, we moved from a, a kind of flu-like virus that most government didn't take uh, uh, seriously to a global pandemic. And now we are talking about potentially uh, the worst uh, global recession ever. So I invited uh, Mei Peng from uh, uh, DHL Innovation, uh, Asia Pacific, uh, to have a discussion and to share views on this situation. So before we start, I'd like to remind uh, you that uh, we will have um, a 40 to 45 minute discussion followed by a 15 minute Q&A session where you can uh, post your comments uh, or questions and I'll be pleased to ask uh, the, those questions to, uh, to our guest um, anytime soon. So, so May, welcome, uh, first of all, and thanks for uh, joining uh, me today. Thank you, Friedrich. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks. So, May, you've been in, uh, in, supply, in the supply chain field for, for quite a while now. Uh, you've been uh, uh, leading the consulting division of, uh, of DHL uh, here in Asia Pacific, and then you moved to lead the uh, innovation division uh, still at, uh, at DHL. So, of course, everyone knows uh, DHL. So can you introduce uh, uh, yourself and your company and uh, most probably what we, we least know about, uh, about DHL? Thank you, Frederick, uh, uh, for us. Asking the question, um, today I will carry uh, a few hats. Uh, um, I'm most recently the uh, head of innovation for Asia Pacific based out of Singapore. Uh, DHL has uh, an innovation organization um, at a corporate center looking at uh, identifying different trends that are important for the logistics industry, um, scouting startups and uh, technologies that can apply to uh, the logistics industry. And I have a team uh, of uh, 20 people in Singapore across uh, um, data science, uh, across project management and, um, and, uh, um, and innovation workshop facilitation uh, resources to, to really help our customers do uh, such kind of innovation. Um, most recently, uh, you mentioned that I was from DHL Consulting. Yes, I was there for the first uh, 10 years of my career in, um, in uh, DHL. Uh, I then moved on to, to lead the uh, innovation role. Um, and at the beginning of this month, actually, uh, I've returned back to DHL Consulting, really uh, bringing uh, the knowledge that I've gained from the last few years in the innovation space to now help uh, um, our customers uh, in an advisory role uh, to, to transform their digital supply chain. Okay. Um, so a few words on consulting. The, uh, we are across uh, uh, four offices in Asia. I cover um, everywhere from uh, Middle East, Africa, all the way down south to the Australia, uh, New Zealand, Oceania uh, space. Um, 
we focus really on serving our customers and looking at their supply chain needs. Um, and you, if you move across to the next page, um, I wanted to just really show you uh, some of the lesser known uh, uh, bits of uh, DHL. Uh, it's a brand that uh, most people associate with logistics. Yes, that's true. Uh, some of our clients, uh, and, and I saw in the invitation list uh, that there are some clients um, that are uh, that, that I uh, have signed up in this call. Um, DHL uh, offers a, a very broad scope of uh, logistics services from planning all, all the way to uh, market uh, last mile uh, and, and return uh, services. Uh, but behind that, it is being supported by different teams like uh, mine at the Innovation Center and Consulting to help our customers transform um, their supply chain. Um, we also have a division called uh, Customer Solutions and Innovation, uh, where a big part of what uh, they do is uh, really to account manage. And there we get access to um, key uh, decision makers across uh, Fortune 1000 companies um, to uh, not, um, not only advise them, but also to uh, learn from them on best practices that we can then apply across uh, sectors. Okay, interesting. Um, and uh, today, I guess we talk about uh, something that is very close uh, uh, to all, all of our minds um, and, and, and affecting personal, our personal lives, uh, right? And, and I'm by no means uh, an expert in this space. I just get a lot of uh, updates from my business and from our customers on various questions related to logistics impact. Um, so today uh, I thought it could be a, a interesting uh, sharing sessions and also hearing feedback on from, from your, uh, your participants on uh, how, how they've been uh, impacted by, uh, by uh, COVID uh, in, the, in the local context. Yes, that definitely may, no one uh, can, uh, can say that they are expert in, uh, in COVID-19. No one is, uh, but in terms of crisis management, uh, there's definitely some approaches which are better than or more appropriate, I would say, than, uh, than others or uh, working better than, than others. And that's what we, uh, we would like to, uh, to see today. So since DHL is on the, uh, the forefront of the, the physical flow of, uh, of the supply chain, since DHL is managing uh, uh, the, the transportation and also the, the logistics um, activities of major organizations. So I, I would like to know from you, um, uh, May, so what's going on uh, with uh, the uh, COVID-19? What is the impact that you've seen uh, at DHL currently? Yeah, so let, let's start from the head, right? What is uh, COVID? So, uh, you know, I would like to share with you what's the latest, what should we do and, and how can we help uh, uh, each other and, and how can uh, we from DHL uh, help help you um, and the audiences in, in the call? Um, so uh, this, this is a, a, a snapshot of... Uh, uh, something that uh, John uh, Hopkins uh, is, is sharing. It's, it's free for all to, to, to use. Um, so they created this very useful dashboard that a lot of news media is using as a reference point. I actually deferred the preparation of this call until yesterday because I know that things are moving very fast. Um, so I just had a look at the latest and there's already a 37,000 um, jump uh, in, in, in terms of uh, the, the numbers of affected 
um, cases, confirmed cases uh, from 435,000 to uh, something like uh, 472,000 um, today, like just this moment when I yeah. when I checked. Um, and, 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 we know, yeah. and we know, Maya, by the way, sorry to interrupt you, we know that this, this is only the, uh, uh, the, the people uh, who have been... Uh, uh, tested. So, in fact, it's uh, you can Absolutely. expect uh, more probably to have uh, an additional, uh, a large percentage, which is not part of uh, of uh, those statistics. Exactly. And I think uh, countries are just starting to appreciate the magnitude of this pandemic, uh, whereas just a month ago, uh, I think uh, many countries, uh, particularly in, in, in Europe and US, um, were, were uh, I would say, ha having a, a bit of a, a different mindset. Uh, um, with regards to, to this uh, situation. And um, what, what is very uh, important to note is, uh, and, this, and, and, and I think the trigger for such a big panic is that you can see on the right side that the uh, deaths in Italy has way surpassed the deaths in Hubei, China. Um, already uh, doubling, uh, more than doubling the numbers. Um, so just, just to that's just to set the context of the the, the situation that we are facing now, right? Um, and and bringing back to the impact on uh, businesses and economic uh, uh, and, and logistics uh, um, trends. Um, so I just. Uh, I was doing uh, some, uh, uh, you know, collection of different decks because we've been giving uh, our customers and um, doing webinars like this for the last, uh, let's say, three months now. Uh, and and one one of the very recent deck, and this was uh, from February. Well, we were actually talking more about how impact on China is affecting global logistics. Um, so we talked here about how stores and reduced demand in, in China is impacting global economy, given the, that they are such a, a significant consumer market uh, these days, uh, how it's going to impact global spending um, and uh, uh, how uh, US, con U.S. concerns are, are impacting spending as well um, yes. and just within four weeks right uh, all of this uh, is, is obsolete uh, right so if I were to just uh, um, update this exact article um, th this is probably the picture that uh, we are we are seeing so uh, I think the the long and short of it is everybody should just uh, brace up and 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 get ready for for impact uh, for the rest of the year if not even longer yeah definitely yeah, so um, this is a very interesting uh, perspective of, of things. Uh, the, the, we, we talk about omni-channel and we talk about the growth in um, e-commerce and it's quite interesting to see how uh, e-commerce is uh, um, and, and uh, consumer uh, markets are, are driven, uh, are shifting uh, based on the products um, that uh, that is, is uh, being consumed, right? Uh, traditionally, uh, you know, uh, um, online uh, proportion of uh, of uh, consumption in luxury uh, skincare cosmetic is now overtaken by uh, let's say infant food. Um, the all the big bubbles on the right hand side shows um, big uh, year on year growth. Uh, 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 in the first uh, days of uh, Chinese uh, Lunar New Year. Uh, and you can see that, uh, that there are businesses that is, uh, you know, really scrambling to, to 
prepare for the demand. Uh, some some are real, some some are a, a bit of a panic uh, buying of day-to-day uh, -day essentials. Uh, and uh, um, if if uh, you are in countries like like mine, oftentimes you you see uh, instantaneous uh, grocery uh, uh, runouts uh, of of uh, uh, bread, uh, toilet papers, uh, um, and, and other essentials uh, that uh, you don't Where normally see. Where is it, the toilet paper? Because it's everybody is <laughs> very much interested in the toilet paper uh, market now. So uh. <laughs> exactly. So if you have invested in an Amazon, uh, you know, selling of uh, toilet papers or masks, uh, you you'll be having a a good win for right now. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, so we also saw, I don't know if you are following all these news, right? Amazon also announced uh, hiring 100,000 employees to really cope with the demand on uh, online uh, uh, buying in the States, even though they have also been significantly impacted um, through some of their own uh, uh, people uh, affected by, by the virus um, and, and also the lockdown. Um so one of the most significant uh, challenges in, in the logistics sector is, is really um, all these different lockdowns, while a lot of countries have not specifically talked about closure of goods transportation, but because of the mandatory curfews, uh, we are really seeing challenges in bringing our teams into the operations and our customers' operations to really um, uh, continue operational viability. Um, all over the world, uh, uh, we, we are following local um, uh, authorities' recommendation. For example, in Singapore, we are in a split team setup. Uh, uh, a lot of European countries, uh, because of the curfew, um, we, are, we are all on home. Uh, office and, and one of the side effects is uh, VPN doesn't work anymore because there's not enough bandwidth. Um, in India, uh, I have friends from SAP uh, that, that said that uh, if the entire SAP and, and the likes of uh, technology companies are, are all homebound, then um, there's also literally no bandwidth in India where we most uh, recently saw um, the, the lockdown as well. Um, so uh, this actually is an extract. Uh, the, the fonts are quite small. I don't expect you to, to read every word of it, but I would just like to show you um, some of the things that uh, we at DHL um, is doing for our customer. Uh, some of the information you can also um, extract from a website that I will share with you. Um, where we are giving some uh, free consolidated information. Um, data is everywhere, right? News outlets are everywhere, and I'm getting things on the, you know, uh, sec by the seconds on what's the latest on uh, Corona uh, situation all over the world. Uh, but uh, what we do centrally is uh, there's a corporate uh, organized task force um, that is consolidating all these uh, updates on a daily basis, and we are giving our customers and um, our uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, logistics uh, users across board uh, some visibility in, in a consolidated manner um, so that uh, they can help, uh, uh, you know, we can help channel some of the information across board. So this is That's a snapshot. Very, 
Yeah, that, that's very that's very important. Uh, uh, in fact, me uh, we've seen uh, uh, a number of country lockdowns: Italy, Spain, France, uh, Malaysia here, and um, and in fact, governments are advising that um, workers for non-essential industry shouldn't be working, uh, but for logistics and transportation, it's not very clear what is essential, what, what is the line between essential and non-essential. And I give you an example for a discussion I had with one of our clients. Uh, here in Asia, so they, um, it's a mining company, so they manufacture in uh, in uh, in Malaysia, and um, so there's a ban currently um, in um, a lockdown uh, currently in Malaysia, so they, they close the borders except for the goods, uh, for the essential goods. Uh, however, the, the commodity that they produce for this company uh, comes um, into the, the production of the gloves, which is essential for the the, the current crisis, but also in thousands of different products from cement to, to paint. So um, they need to get the, the right permit. They get the permit, uh, but even with those permits, they struggle to pass the, uh, the, the police checkpoints in, uh, in Malaysia. So it's, it's, it seems to be um, still quite, uh, quite difficult to adjust to the situation, um, even when they, have, um, they can still continue to, un, uh, to ensure, to guarantee their activity. Um, it, there are some uh, some delays. So, so what can uh, you do at DHL? Huh? I've seen uh, Resilience uh, 360. Can you talk a little bit more about uh, what uh, you guys are doing at DHL and to support uh, companies like that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yes, there is a lot of uh, information gaps and also um, the authorities are making up these rules as they go along, right? Uh, so yeah. uh, no doubt uh, that that there will be delays, there will be uncertainties, a lot of clarification, and our operators on the ground are closely uh, in touch with uh, the, uh, the the customs authorities, the um, approval authorities to really uh, make this uh, um, clearer for, uh, for our customers. Um, so so that, there's no uh, easy way to, to do this, uh, but what uh, uh, you mentioned, what, what tools we are using uh, within DHL is really a combination of um, really people eyes on the ground to give that input um, as well as a very cons cons uh, orchestrated way of uh, pulling this information to a central portal uh, where I'm able to pull out some of this information to share with you today. So this is an example of something that is happening uh, in the last two to three days where India has suddenly decided um, that they will have a complete lockdown for 21 days um, with effect uh, um, actually of, of yesterday and that's when I prepared this document. Um, so latest in now is no longer latest. Uh, the, the latest latest is uh, Thailand has decided um, yes. to also create a, a lockdown with immediate effect yeah. um, as well uh, of a similar nature. Uh, and uh, how do we get this information? I think, of course, there's many news channels that is offering this information in a very, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, how should I say? It, it, it's like a, um, it, it's like a, 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 
a lot of uh, different uh, news, different uh, information so different coming sources, through yes. from different sources. Um, and uh, one of the tools that we use at DHL is a, a, a tool what we call the Resilience 360, um, yeah. where uh, it is an online portal where we record not just COVID, uh, but it's a tool that has existed since uh, uh, more than five years where we try to uh, um, uh, collate all the different uh, events that could impact logistics. And of course, now uh, a big focus is on um, COVID situation and this tool actually collects and um, and uh, um, provide our customers with live data um, to help them cope with uh, all of these um, news uh, outlets. So yeah. uh, I think the... Uh, I will come to how the tool looks like uh, okay. in, in a moment. Uh, but uh, if you look at this page, right, it, it's very wordy, but it gives very specific, uh, you know, information on the different mode of transportation. Um, so if you look across uh, and, and scan through this, uh, we, we talk uh, really about um, air freight and, and, and what are the different guidance for uh, for transportation via air, um, ocean, road, and uh, 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 an update on, on where custom stands. Um, so a lot of it is around how, uh, because of the um, people lockdown, um, movements are, are being also challenged. There's no truck drivers, there's, there's no custom officers. Um, it, it's really at a very bare minimum uh, um, resource strength uh, that needs to process uh, a, a, lot, a lot of uh, um, products um, at the same time. So even if your goods are able to and qualified to move, um, they may not go through because of resource problems. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's very important to uh, uh, to cut through all the noise. Uh, you know, people are being um, uh, one third of the of the humanity is. Uh, uh, confined at home, so it, it generates a lot of creativity, uh, and uh, we we've seen a lot of fake news and uh, a lot of remorse about a lot of information. So it's important for for businesses to uh, to have the right uh, insights uh, for their business, so that they can uh, they can take the right decisions. Yes. Uh, so in fact, uh, I'm just reading a, a bit of a fake news uh, about how Singapore government has uh, introduced uh, the Dacon rate code <laughs> in Singapore, which is not true. Um, uh, so Resilience 360 really triangulates different uh, reliable news sources to really then uh, provide our customers with uh, information that they need to know. Um, so, so what do we do uh, short term uh, and, and mid term, right? Like in, in short term, really looking at the ways you can um, help your people and your customers uh, to stay safe, uh, really providing them the, the right information uh, um, and, and, and responsible information and protocol uh, to keep them safe and, and inform them. Uh, so the first three uh, points are, are really uh, uh, about that. Um, and then uh, really to then look at the supply chain and, and uh, uh, try to preempt where choke points might happen and actively look at alternative sources um, of uh, movements. And uh, Frederick, you asked how is DHL helping our uh, customers. One of the things that we are fortunate to have as a company is um, the, the breadth of uh, services and, and modal uh, options that we offer to our customers. So if air doesn't work, we go by C. 
see if C doesn't work, we go by truck. And if truck doesn't work, one of the uh, um, uh, uh, last remaining option uh, is, is rail. Um, and uh, it seems like rail is still uh, a, a service that's still happening. Uh, yes. we, are, we, are, we are moving quite a lot of customers onto a rail option at the moment. I don't know when it is going to be impacted and then stopped. But uh, so far, it seems like rail, rail is still an option if you are trying to move things from, uh, from east to west. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, so that that that's on that, and then uh, um, really also preempting inventory levels, right? In in such circumstances, uh, all sorts of uh, predictive analytics you can throw it out of the window. Um, yeah. Now it's really uh, bringing your business acumen back into play and just talk about uh, what are the essential uh, products that will be next in line um, to 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 have a search. Uh, and the moment uh, you know uh, this is elevated, then uh, we would expect a search in in different uh, areas. And my hope is that uh, uh, they can curb this uh, earlier rather than later. And uh, the expectation is airlines would be uh, having uh, a lot of business once more because uh, all, all the flights that they have to um, have to yeah. waive uh, rebooking fee, uh, everybody will now have to go on vacation and um, they will be one of the first ones to come back up uh, once uh, this uh, COVID um, situation is resolved. Yeah. The inventory is quite interesting because the uh, the, the focus of uh, most organization would be uh, uh, to reduce as much as possible or to, let's say optimize their inventory levels. Uh, but here, when we are uh, undergoing such a crisis, we can't really uh, keep the same objectives, business objectives in terms of profitability, for example. Uh, we have to make sure that we, we protect, we secure the, the cash, the, the cash flow and the working capital. Uh, and then inventory uh, somehow can't be uh, uh, can't be an indicator where you you have to uh, to minimize it as much as possible. That's the uh, quite the the opposite. So under normal circumstances, you would optimize, reduce your inventory. But during such crises, you need to um, to understand, as you mentioned, uh, what is the priority, and uh, you should increase uh, the inventory levels where the priority is. Yeah. And for those who are in the manufacturing sector, we, we've also have seen some sectors being really flexible and be able to shift um, the way they operate to adapt to the new uh, situations. Uh, I saw that um, Louis Vuitton has turned some of their manufacturer manufacturing uh, focus to, to create sanitizers because yes. they do have the materials and equipment to do so. So the more flexible you are, the, the more able you are. Uh, you are to to help uh, really now it's really more about helping uh, us cope with this situation rather than profiting from it right it's really then yeah. to help us all uh, to survive this pandemic yes now that's very very um, uh, helpful for for those companies who decided to uh, to re organize their manufacturing plants and then uh, produce uh, what is needed, uh, sanitizers, uh, masks, uh, etc. Uh, and also for those companies uh, which can't uh, actually produce masks and, uh, because they don't have the, the knowledge uh, or, nor the, the equipment or the raw materials, uh, what they decided to do is to focus on their um, uh, the, the, the core of their uh, products portfolio so that they don't have to run all manufacturing lines uh, just to focus 
on, uh, on on the bestseller, so they, they would do that for the uh, the pasta. Huh? Uh, so there are some uh, brands that I, I would not mention uh, here. They would focus on uh, on a few of their SKUs, uh, three of their um, of their hot sellers only, so that they can maximize the. Uh, uh, the, the availability of those products and uh, and somehow uh, uh, don't uh, overwhelm the uh, the rest of their production lines uh, because of the variety of uh, of their products uh, portfolio. Yeah, absolutely. So um, then, longer term, we're really talking about uh, having a fresh look at uh, um, the global supply chain um, and understanding where our risk choke points uh, within there and see where you can. Um, create more robustness, right? Uh, I mean, just a, a month or two ago, uh, we were talking about how companies are so reliant on China as a single source. Um, uh, and, th and that's not new, right? Uh, that That's also being accumulated from the trade wars that we've seen um, already in the past year. Companies are already starting to look at diversification. Um, yes. And uh, I think this just brings the another level of uh, urgency to have companies really... Uh, uh, look at where they would need to create uh, uh, more uh, resilience uh, to balance um, against uh, the absolutely cost efficiency that most uh, businesses, particularly in the tech sector, um, has been focusing on in the last years. Um, and the more resilient uh, your supply chain is, the, the, the better it is uh, to, to cope with such kind of uh, scenarios. Yeah, and, but may, um, may, may tell me something. This is not new. Managing the risk when you have a supplier which is failing, uh, it goes bankrupt, or when you have a manufacturing plant which is not delivering, or when you have some flood here or there, this is not new. So what is happening? I think, uh, yes, it's not new. Uh, what I do think uh, is um, that uh, the, the, uh, the availability of technology today perhaps could help us find some uh, opportunities to uh, diversify your supply chain uh, uh, with with a with a better um, cost control. You know, leveraging on uh, smarter uh, technologies, leveraging on three um, uh, D printing, for example, is still very limited. But uh, uh, companies uh, going after smart manufacturing, manufacturing um, in in a in a box uh, um, are some of the things that comes to my mind. Perhaps not with immediate impact but uh, with a mind that uh, you know uh, long long term um, a, a more uh, diversified and resilient supply chain um, is, uh, is, is is a lot more uh, uh, robust than a uh, fully efficient one that is so uh, vulnerable to shocks in the system. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think there's no magic answer to this. Uh, it's not an easy decision. Whenever you are in a um, in a uptick uh, um, position, uh, you 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 no doubt uh, forget about uh, history and and try to optimize. Uh, but I think with technology, it enables us to do some of these things in a much more effective and cost uh, controlled manner. Yeah. So you are saying for the longer term, what else can we do? Um, I know that some companies are looking uh, uh, more tacti tactically at uh, at uh, uh, in-market uh, um, distribution channels rather than um, having you know a, a central huge uh, warehouse location that is vulnerable to shock 
in-country. Um, okay. The uh, companies are potentially looking at more, um, more uh, market-based uh, warehousing solutions. That's one uh, very immediate thought that comes to mind. Uh, visibility is the other one, which uh, I think a, a lot of the more mature companies are already on a very good track. Uh, I think these are good examples for for others to follow. And with that, I want to introduce you uh, then the tool that I've been talking about, um, Resilience 360, which is only one angle uh, on how you can create visibility in your supply chain. There are many uh, freight platforms, uh, visibility platforms empowered by um, Internet of Things uh, to give your supply chain visibility already um, yeah. today. Uh, the challenge we, we still have is the connectivity and, and the uh, standardization of the different um, network uh, capability and, and also device uh, standards. Um, but uh, in, in time, I, I do expect that uh, companies will get a better uh, view of their supply chain um, and be able to combine different sources of information that uh, uh, like, uh, like uh, events, uh, uh, data, um, on COVID, for example, or port congestions or um, other uh, man-made or nature uh, shocks to the system um, and be able to make proactive uh, mitigation effects. Um, okay. So if you go to the next uh, page, yeah. um, this is a visual of how it works. Uh, it, it's an online portal, Resilience 360, was born uh, when uh, in those years we had the, the Japan tsunamis, we had the um, European um, ash clouds that really disrupted um, the supply chain and, and uh, the Innovation Centre back then ideated this uh, tool um, that could allow us to, uh, through sources of data um, on on the ground from from our employee pool, uh, half a million um, employees around the world, and also um, well established uh, sources of truths um, to populate these uh, almost live uh, news feed on events that's happening around the world. So um, the little icons there shows the different uh, classification of. Um, uh, supply chain uh, um, uh, Im impacted events, um, and uh, here it's uh, th this is really overwhelmed in the last few uh, months uh, on COVID-related uh, yeah. incidents. Uh, but it really talks about flight uh, impact, uh, cancelled flights, um, uh, worker strikes, uh, port congestions, uh, um, and so on and so forth. Really uh, offering our customers dynamic way um, and also in a very uh, tailored manner uh, to zone up different event uh, uh, notification to the relevant uh, employees. Um, so DHL uh, ourselves use this tool to yes. uh, get alerts so that we can in turn inform uh, our employees on the ground uh, um, on the risks that they might be facing. Uh, some, some years back, I, I can't remember the exact uh, situation, but there was gun shooting in Paris, wasn't that? Um, and uh, there was a use case on um, on the, some of our employees that was traveling um, to 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 uh, Paris at, at that time and uh, was given um, live guidance on where they should avoid and, and where they should uh, uh, you know um, stay um, to to avoid uh, some some of their the potential risks and 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 safety.
Yeah, if it was uh, uh, Paris, uh, if it was Paris, uh, May, I guess it was uh, another strike uh, due to the the yellow uh, vest. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it was one of those situations, and uh, absolutely a lot of notifications and not to travel um, uh, to uh, yeah. to France and to avoid the the yellow vest uh, movement. Yeah. Um, so, so there are resources out there to, to help you uh, get more visibility. Uh, John Hopkins is one uh, that just checks the number of uh, situations out there. But Resilience 360 is targeted on... Uh, now there's a special intelligence center that dedicates uh, um, resources on COVID. Um, so if you would like to, you can go into this website say here um, to get uh, uh, regular updates on um, what's happening around the world uh, that's impacting uh, your supply chain uh, because of COVID. Um, and uh, they, they are also giving out regular seminars from, from the experts to um, talk about uh, how companies can handle such situations um, proactively. Okay. So, so are, are we receiving, just to go back a bit on how the, the tool uh, uh, works, so is it uh, uh, real-time information for the, the events, the early warning, or is it uh, once a day, twice a day? So what's the frequency of the updates? So uh, we, we say it's almost real time. So there's a few minutes of uh, sync that always happens in the background. And for some incidents, uh, we actually do need to um, uh, take some uh, uh, validation uh, work to, to confirm it. Um, so we say it's uh, near real time. Uh, so it's not once a day or twice a day. It's it's a it's a continuous updating process, okay. um, and uh, now uh, we 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 are offering a free update uh, on on a regular basis um, directly into your email if you register. Uh, but for a small setup fee, um, the the resilience team is giving a, a version of uh, this online portal um, to any companies that would like to have a special focus on COVID update um, okay. for the next week. So you can go to the website to, to look for it. And if you can, can't find it, uh, just ping me and, and I, I, can, I can point you to the right uh, person. Perfect. Can you push information if a company, for, for example, would like to integrate uh, uh, your information feed uh, to their BI system, for example? Is it possible in terms of integration or it's a, a standalone website for the time being? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking that question. So uh, we, we, we very much focus on COVID uh, in this call, so I didn't want to bore you with uh, the uh, capabilities uh, of, of this tool. Um, so there's a, a lot of different uh, functionalities, including also Supply Watch, where you can proactively uh, look for companies uh, your supplier or any companies you would like to understand their risk levels uh, on. Um, you can also uh, uh, um, overlay your company's supply chain onto this portal uh, where there is a risk of your specific supply chain, say in China, Wuhan, um, at this uh, time of the day, you are expecting shipments and there's an event that could impact your supply chain. There's a notification that will send be sent to a relevant uh, team member of your supply chain um, to, to then have that visibility and, and, and create mitigation action. Uh, what you can do if you want is uh, to also discuss with the 
with the technical experts on uh, bringing this tool into your portal um, and uh, to to kind of uh, look at uh, ways to do that. But that would be a much more customized uh, way of uh, of engagement, and and I would really leave to the uh, account experts to take you through how that could or could not be done. Okay, perfect. Um, one question, uh, so, so according to your experience, what is the, um, the right approach for, for companies to, uh, to adopt specifically uh, to manage their, their supply chain uh, risk? Uh, we, we've seen two different types of, uh, of companies. Uh, the one will go into panic mode, they stop uh, everything. What was important yesterday is not anymore today. They cut costs, they lay off, uh, they contract themselves. and, uh, and um, Quite frankly, I can understand um, uh, that uh, if you are on the forefront in the hospitality industry or, or travel industry, uh, the times are, are really tough at the moment. So there might not be a lot of options for them, but it, it's still in a, in a reaction uh, mode. And, uh, and also on the other side, there are other companies uh, where they, they take the opportunity to adjust to the situation and, uh, and, be, and become quite creative. Uh, and react uh, a little bit differently in a, in, in slightly uh, more anticipation to limit the, the impact uh, on their business. And, and most probably, the, the point here is not to make more money, but it's to uh, to limit the impact and still continue to be uh, uh, relevant in a, in a, in the in the business. So, according to you, what what's the the right approach uh, for companies? Yeah, I think the biggest hit uh, businesses would be uh, a lot of the SMEs where they do not necessarily have the uh, ability to sustain um, such a situation um, because of cash flow challenges and uh, small uh, and medium-sized companies tend to lack the resources and, and the breath of scope to 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 be able to uh, handle such long-term crisis. Um, I was just talking to a colleague in our freight forwarding business, and um, they are actually uh, hit in, in in one way. But uh, on the other hand, uh, we were able to consolidate volumes across our breadth of uh, customers to to charter planes um, to move some of the essential goods that wouldn't um, be be possible if we were to be a, a much smaller player. Um, so uh, having a certain size and, and breadth of scope uh, really uh, then then helps. Um, to, to your question, um, I, I would just recall a story um, about uh, a case uh, uh, during the SARS period when um, Whilst it, it's it now on hindsight, it doesn't look as serious as 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 it, as it seemed at that time, but uh, that was the the last pandemic that or oh, it wasn't even called a pandemic at that time. It was the yeah. uh, last uh, situation where, uh, uh, at least uh, in Asia, it was uh, considered to be a significant impact on all economies. And um, an Asian airline, I was told, uh, um, decided to take a very uh, um, hard action and 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 uh, took out of payroll for many of uh, their pilots, um, but the uptick came and that came fast and uh, and huge. Um, they were unable to then refill um, the the pilot uh, resources uh, fast enough and ended up having quite a difficult uh, year when uh, when when even when there's uh, the the volume came back. So I think as businesses go into this, uh, that there's a, a a lot of uh, thoughts 
um, to be made, a lot of scenario planning to be made around um, how to uh, manage this risk in a responsible, but uh, um, you know, but uh, with with a, a bit of a long term view on it. Um, and uh, we have no doubt that uh, you know humanity can overcome this. Uh, it is a question on when and how. Uh, experts say it's a 18 month outlook to to get a possible vaccine. Uh, it could be wiped out after one week uh, of uh, all countries uh, imposing uh, stringent curfews on its citizens. Um, but we know that it will come. Uh, a day where we will start resuming to normality. And when that comes, right, companies need to be prepared for the uptake. Um, yeah, we can see already, we can already see from Wuhan situation where um, factories are slowly coming back online, but uh, their challenge now is uh, because they have shut things down so drastically and so quickly, which was uh, absolutely the right thing to do. Um, there is a challenge on bringing people back um, to the factories and and start producing again. Um, so so companies just needs to find um, their business uh, continuity plans to uh, recover that and and not to jump into drastic actions. Okay, the um, the, the tool is is, is critical. Huh? We have. Uh... Uh, discuss with um, uh, some clients, uh, some customers, and they, they are struggling to have the, the visibility that uh, Resilience uh, 360 is, is offering, in fact. So they are re just reacting. There's a new event, so they, they, they try to see what they can do to overcome the, the, the this challenge. But having a full visibility on the understanding uh, whenever a customer based in a, a, a specific country is um, uh, being locked down, uh, so the demand will drop, for example, or there will be a a supplier uh, which can't uh, supply a part, a raw material, or a distribution center uh, which is uh, uh, located in Italy, for example, and uh, can't be uh, can't be uh, operated uh, because of uh, lack of uh, of manpower. Um, how this will affect the uh, first delay or affect, generally speaking, the, the supply chain and the business? Uh, having a little bit of forecast is a, is very uh, is very difficult. So I think that the tool that you are um, presenting now is, is very useful in terms of uh, gathering the different sources of information and putting it in a, in a visible, uh, visual uh, and easy to understand way. Uh, now my question would be more on the how um, the internally the, an organization uh, should be uh, organized or structured to manage such a, a crisis once you have the information. When you don't have it, it's uh, of course more challenging, but when you have it, so how, uh, so according to you, how the, uh, the, the, the crisis can be um, uh, managed internally in the company? Yeah, so um, uh, having this information uh, uh, is one thing. Uh, it's another thing having this information in a timely manner. So yes. um, so you asked the, the great question on how live is, is this information. And um, we, we have not quite uh, gotten any customer feedback on this tool, um, but experience using this tool has shown that uh, our customers with the tool have been able to react to uh, incidents that affect uh, um, uh, uh, geographies, uh, uh, even by hours, helps uh, them to create mitigation uh, factors. Uh, if, if you recall, um, there was that uh, big uh, uh, explosion in, was it Tianjin, uh, one of the China major ports uh, a few years back, and um, our customers reported that they were able to ship their 
materials out uh, way before uh, the government uh, actually locked down the port yes. um, and avoided the um, you know the the their goods stuck in um, that their warehouses in that in that port. So uh, the 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 more intelligence you get and being able to act on it, right? Having that visibility yes. by itself is not good enough. You need to be able to draw the right insights through uh, analytics that is, you know, broadly available today. In fact, uh, we are in DHL. We are investing in data science resources to really help bring all this uh, information together and be yeah. able to provide. Uh, um, relevant insights uh, to to make business decision is, is so key um, to to the future of uh, supply chain management. Yes, de definitely. The what we usually suggest to um, to our clients is to build uh, a crisis SFM. So beyond uh, COVID nineteen, it could be any crisis. In fact, that you you may uh, uh, face in your in your uh, in, in your career. Um, towards your supply chain is to, to, to build this crisis SFM. SFM is, uh, stands for uh, um, System for Management. So it's how you can manage the, the crisis, what is the frequency of, of the meetings, who should be responsible of what. Um, it's having also a control tower uh, with centralized information, as you mentioned. And so the, this would be typically the type of information that, uh, uh, that which will be reviewed, but also uh, some business indicators uh, on the supply, on the demand, uh, and also uh, making sure that you can take the, uh, the the right decisions based on uh, on those uh, on those um, information. So you need to have, uh, I would say, a framework uh, that we call the SFM to manage the crisis uh, and uh, and make use of uh, of this information. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so uh, I I guess finally putting back on uh, my uh, innovation hat uh, is looking into the future. Uh, I think with uh, the available technologies, you know, IoT, visibility tools, uh, platforms, cloud solutions, um, we will get into a world where we are a lot more integrated. Uh, um, we are a lot more, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, predictive. Uh, we can look at supply chain a lot more uh, holistic and end-to-end and, -end, um, and, and having a dynamic view at your supply chain and also being able to um, uh, create different scenario plans based on uh, shocks that you or change in your, your customer demand or supply um, strategies um, to, to really create that risk-adjusted and, and robust supply chain. So I would just like to end uh, my sharing and presentation with a, with a funny cartoon. Uh, you know, we are in, in, in a bit of a major crisis right now. We are all very busy. Uh, but uh, whilst we are working off, uh, you know, uh, managing this uh, crisis, uh, let, let's not forget that uh, we, we still need to look ahead and invest uh, in future-proofing um, all of our supply chain. Okay, perfect. Thanks a lot. Uh, so we are going to move to the Q&A um, session. Uh, so I have the first question, which is... Uh, let me read it. Um, so having the data finally is often a big challenge to manage a crisis, um, such as knowing which production or supplies 
uh, will impact which orders or customers? Any advice on how to manage this practically? Um, the well, uh, it depends on how, how much uh, head start you have, right? So, um, at least at, at DHL, we, we've started a, a journey of looking at our data um, across our businesses uh, some years ago. Um, it is a, a huge uh, investment of uh, technology resources and, and time. Um, but many companies are looking at uh, how data flow within their organization end to end um, and investing in technology to uh, uh, start managing that and, and really uh, 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 digitalizing their processes and monetizing the data that they carry within um, their system. Um, it's not an easy, uh, there's not an easy answer to, to, to this question, yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, companies that are best in class out there, I think, have invested heavily into data management. And if you are starting from scratch, I would just say that um, start somewhere. And in some of our business, uh, we are also just starting to look at microprocessors to digitize and, and organize um, and, uh, you know, break them into bite sizes so that you can at least start somewhere uh, in areas which impact best your business. Yeah, somewhere is always better than nowhere, definitely. So I have a question on my side, uh, May, which is um, uh, DHL being a global um, organization. So uh, how uh, have you managed to work virtually with your colleagues? Uh, do you have any tips uh, or interesting measures that uh, the, the com your company uh, has taken that you'd like to share? Um, painfully, to be really honest with you, uh, I think we are all struggling worldwide. Uh, I mentioned VPN has shown that the bandwidth is limited. Um, so, so, so that has, that is still being a challenge. Um, but, uh, we, we, I'm, I'm on Microsoft, uh, teams, for example. So that has been have invested significantly in collaboration tools um, in, in the past year uh, to enable us to still uh, work uh, on the cloud uh, together as teams. And, you know, on, on the lighter side of things, uh, our team members are, are being creative now to introduce uh, virtual team lunches, you know, virtual yeah. social events, um, uh, making use of all all the channels um, that we can think of to to help us still stay connected um, and to stay safe. Okay, um, we have a question here. We only remember the pain when the next crisis arrives, and forget it soon after it is over, which leaves many unprepared for an increasingly unpredictable world. So, what should companies do during this? Uh, Lul to improve these uh, their business model and skills to prepare for the, an eventual recovery. Recovery is a big topic, uh, by the way, because we uh, uh, we we are all focusing on the current crisis, but there will be a recovery. China is uh, started to to recover slowly, um, so we also need to to get prepared for the the, the recovery. So I leave it to you, me. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what the business continuity plans are for, right? So that continues to evolve uh, with the business continuation continuity plans. Um, we, we then can 
kind of fish it out at times of crisis and at least know what to do uh, for the first instant. And, and that helps calm people down. So uh, knowing that the uh, BCP um, exists and continuously re-looking at that after every crisis to understand where we need to do things differently, um, invest in, uh, invest in uh, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, assets to, to help with this uh, and yeah. tools um, would, uh, would uh, go, go a long way uh, for you. Um, I think, I don't know, like my personal view, uh, uh, the fact that this is a worldwide crisis and not a specific uh, region or sector crisis um, really resets all of us to, to the same level in a way. Yeah. Right, so yeah. I just want to also take a more optimistic view that uh, yes, everyone is bracing and uh, experiencing the same level of hit. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, in, in in the new year or, or uh, ideally in the next quarter, uh, we will all be facing the same kind of uptick. Yes, um, I think me, me or Berger would, would like to add uh, some comments. Absolutely. And, th and this is uh, also something that we are dealing with, right? Um, so in all conference calls, I my dog talking, uh, my, my colleagues, uh, children um, having conversations as well in the conference call. This is just a new reality that we are dealing with. <laughs> Um, and uh, and uh, um, um, some, some businesses are, are actually being recognized for it, right? So uh, we are using this tool, uh, uh, Frederick, you are, you are using, but Zoom has been highly recommended to, to, to me uh, because of uh, its ease of use. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think there will be winners and, and, and some losers here, but uh, um, I, I think uh, we, we will all, uh, we will all uh, come, out of, come out of this stronger. Okay, perfect. I'm going to so put cool. myself on mute because she wants to talk to me now. <laughs> so can you elaborate? I have another question. Can you elaborate on the COVID-19 SFM that you mentioned? So while you're talking to your dog, I think I, I can uh, give some explanation of what, what is the, uh, the, the SFM. So I have prepared a few slides and that you may uh, want to see. So this is a, a standard um, a framework to manage the, the crisis. So uh, typically, you would you would find uh, what uh, May um, showed previously, which is the feed, uh, not necessarily real time, but at least on a daily basis, what is the situation in terms of country, in terms of your factories, the distribution centers, uh, but also some of your suppliers. Also, the, the status that you would have uh, in terms of uh, employee uh, health, uh, the percentage of, uh, of people in, uh, being on, in uh, home office, uh, the percentage of absenteeism, uh, and also the number of employees affected. And uh, also on the supply continuity, you would have uh, the impact uh, on the, how the, the, the situation, the COVID-19 is impacting your, your current uh, supply chain in terms of manufacturing plants, in terms of lanes, in terms of consolidation hubs, and uh, the percentage that you are uh, losing uh, in terms of capacity and also in terms of uh, critical customers. So, of course, you can't monitor everything. So you have to uh, to follow 80-20 uh, rules uh, here, which is to focus on the main uh, suppliers, on the main uh, consolidation hubs and also on the main uh, critical customers. And uh, that you will see here, in fact, on the demand continuity, where you will see the, uh, the, the distribution of your customers by order of importance and their status, whether they are in a critical situation, 
So they, they, they are not buying at all or yellow, which is the, the demand has dropped uh, and there are delays and also uh, whether there's no impact for the, the time being. And you will also um, have more details. So this, this would be more the, the CEO uh, helicopter view where you will have uh, in one dashboard uh, all the key information. But you will also have all the details, for example, for the employee health, you will have it by your locations, manufacturing plans, consolidation hubs, for example. Um, so you'll have the map for the, uh, for the different locations and whether they are affected. Uh, so we use a color code uh, because it's easier to follow and to track rather than having figures. Uh, sorry, uh, rather than having figures, uh, which is quite first difficult to, uh, to to generate, but also to track. Uh, so you have a, a color code, which is anything which is below 25% of disturbance, that's okay. Uh, anything which is between 25 and 50 percent of uh, of capacity loss that's an issue. So this would be in yellow, and uh, and uh, beyond in green in um, a red. Sorry, it would be uh, no capacity or critical situation. And this uh, you you have to take uh, action. And then um, this would be on the demand perspective. And here, typically, you would have so not the normal, usual uh, SNOP or forecast where you will see the demand for the next uh, 12 months. But here, you will be focusing on the next 15 days. And in red, you will have uh, the situation where the demand exceeds the, the actual capacity. And by capacity, uh, I mean the plant, uh, but also the, uh, the manufacturing plant, the suppliers, or the transportation. And then, of course, you can have uh, uh, the details per customer, uh, which is important, the top customers, of course, uh, and the details uh, also on the supply side, uh, where you will have your key critical uh, tier two suppliers, your key critical tier one suppliers, your manufacturing plants, the consolidation hubs, and the, the critical uh, customers. Um, that's, uh, of course, important at the action plan, which is, uh, uh, how are you going to solve the, the situation? Who is in charge? When uh, it should be done, uh, and and where? Uh, whether it's uh, at the consolidation hubs, at, for the manufacturing plants, uh, or the suppliers. So that's very important to have this um, this SFM system for for management, where uh, we we can have in fact a framework where you don't focus on uh, on uh, on generating reports or, or the the information, but really on taking decisions and having the, the, the visibility. So we have another question, and I think this would be for you, May. So when uh, do you think that the COVID-19 will end up? Or maybe your, your dog uh, might, uh, might answer this question. Well, if I know, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you, working for DHL. So uh, I think it's as good as anything. Um, from the looks of it, uh, um, we, I, I don't think much will happen over the next three months in terms of uh, reactivating um, the lockdowns that the governments have uh, introduced. Uh, at least in Singapore, you know, the Asian countries are, are one of the first to hit. And um, at least in Singapore, I'm looking at more and more uh, uh, reduced uh, interaction, social more social distancing um, that will affect uh, our workflow uh, uh, more so than, than less. So uh, I think it's at least three to six months outlook uh, of, of similar situation. Okay, so thanks a lot. We are reaching our time limit. So I'd like to thank our host.
uh, our guest, sorry, uh, May uh, Peng from DHL, uh, for your insight uh, during our, our series. Uh, and I would like also to invite the audience to continue the discussion on social media, uh, whether on our LinkedIn page, uh, B2G Consulting, uh, but whoever would like to have more information, you can contact me directly or myself. Uh, and also we are preparing a new uh, masterclass on the crisis management soon, uh, mid of April. So if you want to, uh, to participate, you are more than welcome. Thanks a lot, May. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye.